Have you ever wanted to play in a campaign similar to the Knocked Prone Dead season where you are in a realm filled with spirits? If yes, then I have the perfect product for you. Explore the realm beyond the veil with the Book of Spirits, an ethereal 5e supplement on Kickstarter now. This supplement is inspired by legendary titles like Dragon Age and Stormlight Archive. The Book of Spirits is a source book that expands your world with a new realm of magic. With over 50 spirit creatures, 7 brand new subclasses, an entirely new class, and tons of encounters and resources for you to run a game in the spirit realm. Follow the link in the episode description where you can find this 200 plus page book with illustrated encounter maps, incredibly detailed miniatures, and an entire original soundtrack to immerse your players in this mystical adventure. Back the Book of Spirits today on Kickstarter. Hello and welcome to Knocked Prone, a podcast of high crits, small fits, and varying wits. My name is Cade and I'm the host and dungeon master of this Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition adventure. And I'm joined here by the players to my left. Mason playing Lakir. Brooklyn playing Litzy. Jameson playing Jack. Danny playing Tess. Caden playing Torin. Alright, awesome. As last we left our adventurers, Yui left the group to go adventure with three quarters Nelson to help him see his father for the last time as he was deathly ill. So Tess, being played by Danny, rejoined the group and they went to the Frosty Fortress to go save Torin's father, uh, found a evil shrine with etchings that looked like Amalek's name crossed out, and then above it written the name Raven. Uh, they tripped an alarm that uh, went all through the prison and locked themselves in a room with a prisoner that turned out to be Litzy's dad, Harold. And so now they're locked into this room. A uh, stone shape is over the door. What are you guys doing? Panicking. <laughs> You've successfully created a panic room. You don't even have to roll for it. Thank you. <laughs> Originally, I was just, like looking at the place we entered, like just preparing to fire off a spell if anything started to come through. And if after a while nothing does, oh. So are we just going to wait in here until it comes for us, or? Well, you see, because I got us into this situation, <laughs> I'm fully prepared to get us out. So. There are two options. Either I stone shape the door again and we walk out through the door, take our chances, or see if anyone comes in and we like ambush them all at once. Or the much more complicated idea. <laughs> I have an ability. I can see through walls up to 30 feet for one minute. I could see where everybody is. Outside of this, I can stone shape a different section of the wall and then cast silent image to make it look like the wall is still there we have an invisible door in and out of this prison area. That does sound like a pretty good strategy. I've, I had no nothing at my disposal that can do quite that much, so... Out the door we came in, we are much more likely to run into trouble. True. The wall is on the outside, correct? Does this outside wall lead to out of the prison? It very well could. If it's more than five feet thick, though, I won't be able to make it through. We're also not here for 
who we're looking for. <laughs> that is important. We do have an objective. Um, can we hear anything, or is it? Yeah. Too, are the walls too thick for us to no, hear outside? No. So, of the room? Um, as soon as the birds started chirping last episode around you, there were some people outside who were banging on the door. Right. But the door can't open because there's stone in the way. But the door can't open because there's stone in the way. So, therefore, you guys are safe. Okay. For now. How many invisible doors could you create? Just one. All right. We better choose wisely then. <laughs> is the prison well lit or low lit from what it's, we saw? Yeah, it's, it's well lit. I mean, there's torches sporadically placed that look like they have some arcane energy about them rather than fire since ice is melted by fire. Okay. How long have we been in here? Because we talked to Harold, right? Or did we end right. it with a cliffhanger of finding him? I can't remember. No, uh, you guys talked to Harold for a second. Lakir gave him a uh, weapon. Right. Mm-hmm. And Lithi uh, helped unlatch him from the shackles on the wall. So he's freely moving now with you guys. Would you be so generous as to allow our planning session to count as a short rest? Yeah, you guys can take a short rest there. Give me that spell like, slot back. Oh, we're just going to chill. <laughs> I'm not oh, we got a plan. Strategize. Yet, I haven't used any spells. No, right, it's but just for, for me. It's for me to get one spell slot back <laughs> of my two. <laughs> What I will do is, since I wanted to do this anyway, um, I'll spend 10 minutes to cast Fabricate on two of the collars okay. that I took. One, shaping it into the item that I am constructing that I told you about. And then another into a goggle frame. Okay. That, yeah. The item that you're constructing being uh, manacles, correct? Uh, just a different collar without the spikes, more smooth oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. simple. Okay. Yeah, so you are able to do that for our short rest. And uh, over that, over our resting planning period, I assume they turn the alarm off. No, it's, it's still going. It just goes. It just goes. Okay, yeah, so you guys are getting some spell slots. You hear preparations being made on the other side of the door. Preparations? You hear, you know, you hear, <laughs> you hear just a, a saw going... <laughs> Oh. And you, so we're fine. We're fine. Uh, one just solid TNT explosion, and then you. <laughs> General construction noises uh, as they try to get through. Does it sound like they're making progress on getting through? Like, would I be concerned at this point? They don't seem to be working on the door. So it's a trap. So. A little insight on Tess. During the short rest, what Tess is doing is he's mastering... He's got, like, a goop bag that's, like, pretty heavy. But he uses it to, like, shape-shift over onto his uh, staff to create his shield. It's, like, a combination of, like, ice and mud and different things. Nice. And so his shield is just shape-shifted water. Okay, sounds great. And then, Torin, what are you doing during this short rest? Guess I'm just chilling for a minute. Yeah, sounds yeah. great. I'm going to make a cannon. A cannon. An Eldritch cannon? Okay. Yeah, um, your dad will offer a hand. If, if you want, champ, I got I got some uh, tricks up my sleeves that I could help make your cannon a little stronger. Considering the circumstances, I think that would be a good idea. He'll put like a sight on the cannon, uh, and you can add an extra d4 to the damage done with the cannon. So, assuming I have a little bit of insight on how the... Uh changes Tess has gone through. I'm going to go over and talk to the Kier for just a little bit. Like, um, if, if I get hit, you guys may need to watch out for me. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to, uh, 
control the, uh, the pop group. I, I guess I get violent. All right. That sounds like it may come in use here. I, I'm sure, but uh, I'm just, just warning you guys that I don't... away from you when it comes. Yes. I, I'm not entirely sure I can control it. All right. Well, I think we're a fairly mobile group. If anything happens, we'll just put you away like we did last night and... Put me away? Ah... Uh, and then Jack walks up. <laughs> Just a casual timeout. Yeah. <laughs> put his arm around your shoulder. The last time, I turned you into a mouse and we put you in a jar. So we'll do it again if we got it, bud. It was effective. Plus, yeah. I think you, you don't mind really being an animal anyway, do I, you? I like mice. I think that's fun. <laughs> what about a rabbit next time? That'd be preferable. You got yes. a rabbit-sized jar? Um... A, a baby rabbit. A mouse, <laughs> a, ma- a mouse is fine. But I'll, I'll try my best not to hurt you guys. We appreciate that. The sand that I have, is it inherently magical? It seems to have magical qualities, but minor magical qualities. Okay, nothing super powerful. Okay, then yeah, I will, um, with the fabricate spell, I will also create um, two lenses from the yellow and blue. Okay. Um, yeah, blue sand. Wonderful. Yep, so you make your gla- goggles. Let's see, you work with your father on the cannon. Jack, you uh, prep your spells. Tess, you work on your shield. And Torin, you chill for a while. An hour passes. Your short rest is now completed. I was literally chilling. I was oh, yeah. like shaking, you know. <laughs> shaking Anybody else boots? cold? Or I cast Create Bonfire <laughs> before this rest. <laughs> roll me a wild magic. Oh, uh, yeah. Lakir and Jack, I need you both to roll me a wild magic table roll. I was going to say, yeah. I have a note here that only says wild magic up, yeah. baby. Yes. That <laughs> is, I couldn't remember what the terms were. That's, that's the exact effect, actually. That's what it's written in mine, too. 16. 16's the good table, I believe. 74. Okay, Lakir, as you cast Fabricate, all creatures within 10 feet of you. Uh, permanently, permanently gain dark vision. It also affects um, Tess and Torin. So uh, you guys both now have dark vision. So the entire party should now have dark vision. And then uh, Jack, uh, for your great bonfire. I wasn't sure if that was actually like happening or not. It depends on if it's actually cold in here. I guess it is cold. Then yeah, I probably would have done it. Yeah, that's a five. That is the the bad table, the naughty list. That is thirty four. What's your spell save, DC? 18. Uh, roll me a wisdom save. 14. You polymorph into a wolf for one minute. Hest would like to immediately make an animal handling check. Okay. Yeah, yeah. do that. So, uh, Jack, <laughs> That's way more fun. Jack, you shape change into a wolf. Uh, Tess, having experience with wolves, go ahead and make an animal handling check. So that's going to be a 20 with all my pluses. Jack, your mental capabilities kind of go down uh, with turning into a wolf. And in front of you stand a bunch of chicken, like turkey leg people with like sunglasses on. And they're all all talking at you like, eat me, eat me. (laughs) I'm just hungry now, (laughs) all right. (laughs) I was going to eat during the rest. And then Tess walks up to you and with a a dirty 20 uh, calms you down and... With that, you are able to become calm again, and a minute passes, and you shape change back out of a wolf. Um, look here, can you make this taste like a steak? 
and I'm gonna hold out a good berry. Here you go. <laughs> and then I'm just like scratching his head real good. Wonderful. Bonfires have been created. Uh, an hour passes. You guys still hear construction noises outside, um, but they like have ceased a little bit. Like they're they're nearing fit completion. Are all the noises in the direction of the door? Yes. Is there any in other parts of this? No. And then eventually, the as the construction noises die down, they stop. Should I take a look and see who's outside these walls? May as well. Let's assess the threat before facing it. I'm going to use one of my Eldritch Invocations. So I'm going to use Ghostly Gaze. Okay. As an action, see through objects up to a range of 30 feet. Lasts one minute, or until concentration ends, I see ghostly transparent images. So, 30 feet out from wherever I am in the room for the next minute... I will be able to see ghostly images of what's on the other side of walls and stuff. So, as you approach the door, you kind of think that the hallway outside the door, you're like, oh, there's a bunch of construction outside. There's probably people out there. You don't see anybody out there, except you do see... Make me a perception check. 13. 13? Uh, you see a hastily concocted pressure plate on the ground right outside of the door. And then down the hallway in the room that you guys were initially in, that Lakir wild sh- or Lakir wild magic into the the thing that you guys were afraid of, you see three zombified people with the purple goop, similar to the failed experiments of what Tess Tess's creation was. You see a bunch of them covering their ears in the room that you guys were in. Mm. Covering their ears. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. With the alarms going off? Yeah. Cool, and there's nobody over on the opposite side of this zone? Oh, um, you see two prisoners in <laughs> jail cells across, like, the, the wall to mm-hmm. the north of you. Okay. In separate jail cells. And they're only, like, ghostly images, so obviously I couldn't tell who they were. Yeah. But I can tell how big they are. Mm-hmm. They're both medium. Okay. So they're, so they're no more gnomes. They're not gnomes or halflings or something. They look humanoid, though. Mm. Okay. I'll relay all this information, but the only hostile creatures I see are the three in that, like, entrance yeah. foyer. They, they are the only ones that look semi-hostile. Uh, the two prisoners are shackled similarly to how uh, Harold was. Cool. All right. So I relay all this to everybody as I'm going around looking at it. I can make us a way out of here, I think, through most of these walls. We are the one who can see everything, so you should decide where the door goes. We're taking the stealth approach, gang. At least for now. Might as well try. Okay. Then I will come over to the east wall of this prison room that we're in, opposite the door we came in, the back wall, mm-hmm. basically. And I assume that I can tell there's a room on the other side of this five feet because I can... Yeah, with the like, ghost. I no form. longer see a wall. Yeah, you see a storage room in, uh, across the hall with okay. like crates and stuff. Okay, so I'm going to cast Stone Shape, and I'm going to create us a doorway through the back wall into this storage room. Okay, so you cast Stone Shape and make do a I, hallway. Do I need to do a wild magic roll? You do need to do a wild magic roll. Right, that's a 13 on the d20. That is on the medium table, I believe. 52. Roll me 3d6. 1, 5, and 2. This enchantment causes a specified type of creature to feel an intense urge to approach the target 
while within 60 feet of it or when it's able to see it. When such a creature can see the target or comes within 60 feet of it, the creature must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or use its movement on each of its, each of its turns to enter the area or move within reach of the target. When the creature has done so, it can't willingly move away from the target. If the target damages or otherwise harms an affected creature, the affected creature can make a wisdom save to end the effect. What type of creature would you like this to affect? So is this like charm? It's sympathy. Yeah. But like the guards, what are the, do we know what the guards are? Those are undead. Can I do undead? Uh, you target the undead guards and they uh, are within 60 feet of you, though they cannot see you, and so they become charmed in this way to uh, move towards you um, and get as close to you as they can. And so they go up to the door. I should have chosen something else. No, they go up to the door where the uh, little trap that they set was, and they take the direct target, because zombies aren't very smart, and they trip this effect of an explosion. So you guys hear an explosion that deals each of them 26 points of force damage. To themselves? To themselves. So they, uh, but does not break the wall. You've effectively caused these zombies to try and get as close as you as they can, and they have hurt themselves. Uh, What would you like to do now? I would like the zombies to roll a wisdom saving check because they took damage. And your spell save is 18? Correct. Well, it turns out that they don't have to make a wisdom save because they are dead. <laughs> I mean, this is a metagame thing, and I guess it's for you to decide. Do I know that that's what happened, or would I just hear explosions on the other side? I feel because... like you would know with your warlock tendencies that that was what what's going on. You feel a magical aura around you, yeah. and then like I feel the wild magic this, surge. Yes, this magnetic pull almost in towards you. I mean, you're able to piece it together a little bit, and then you do hear an explosion, which is a shock. <laughs> and then, so is there anything obstructing us on this other on the other side of the wall? No. So you've created a tunnel. Um, there's a crate within five feet, but there's a little open space. I would like to retcon. Yes. I want this to be not a full doorway, but you said tunnel. Yeah. I want it to be a tunnel that requires crawling through. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't think giants, in case there are any that we need to run from, will be able to fit through it. Yeah. Yeah. So you create a... Medium or smaller, baby. (laughs) I like the idea, but also just as soon as you said that... The only thing that came to my mind is like the horror movie thing where they're trying to uh-huh. get into a place real quick and then they're grabbed by the yep. leg and just like pull one hundred percent. I'm for, setting it up. I thought for sure you'd make Lakira's not gonna want to crawl through that. <laughs> like, Have I you seen know. everybody it's, can fit except Prestidigitation the entire group. <laughs> the big Torin. dragonborn. Nah, it accommodates Torin. But that's about as big as it gets. Nice. So it's gonna be not in a tight squeeze, but you know. Shuffle through. Um I mean if somebody wants to go first, somebody else can go first. I'd be willing to go first. Okay. So before you go, though, I will also use a different I... Eldritch Invocation. Oh, it's an Eldritch Invocation. Okay. Well, it's enabled by an Eldritch Invocation. I can cast Silent Image at will. So I'm going to, for ten minutes, theoretically, unless I have to break concentration, create the image that the wall is unbroken. Yeah. So it looks like the wall is still solid... And the only way someone's going to know is either if they try to touch the wall right there or they see us popping out of the wall. Yeah, sounds Otherwise, great. it still just looks like a wall. Okay. Carefully, I'll start. I'll put my hand a little bit through and snap 
and I'll have Phoenix appear on the other side. Um, and I'll whisper, go and scout for me a little bit. And I'll basically, I just want him to start running this way. I, I, I want to see what I'm entering into. So I would look at this room, and then I'd have him start going towards the this hallway um, and see if there are any traps or anything that seem to be laid along the area. Okay. Um, but yeah, basically, I'd, having him scout for traps and... So this hallway? Yeah, and mewing if he sees anything, or at least hoping he triggers it instead of me. Mm. Um, and then... Um, oh, I mean, I assume it's built for, like, medium creatures, so, like... That he steps on something like an arrow is going to come out the top, not, not at cat level, you know. And then I will crawl through, prestidigitation myself, and then um, I want to try to also use prestidigitation. Does it snuff out the? That is one of the abilities is yeah. to snuff out like light sources, light sources. But it, but from the spell, it seemed to be only made of flame, so that's why I wanted to. It's fine. The only check. reason that they're not flame is because it's the nice castle. You can snuff them out. So I'll do that for a few of them, just so that we have low light over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll whisper back to everyone, All right, you should be good to come through. And then I am going to start going down that hallway. Well, I'll point to the group. You want to go there or over there? You said there were two people over yeah. there. Somebody should go check. Are they torn? We don't know who they are. We're going to go check for them. Well, yes, because what if they're who we're looking for? <sighs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just poke my head around the corner. I'll snuff out the torches and just try to get a look while being sneaky. So, in each of the gel cells, you see um, a person. The, the first one, there is an Eladrin who has a purple goop necklace on. He's got this blue skin and red bright hair that's like leaves so he's like looks like the a mixture between a winter eladrin and a autumnal eladrin and he looks like he's in the process of dying and becoming zombified in the second one thing you see a human man with white hair he has like a samurai ponytail going on and a sword next to his side and he's also got a purple goop collar on but none of the goop has been injected into him quite yet and uh he i mean you you peer around i'm trying to be stealthy i don't want them to be able to see me and shout that i'm here he does not see you (laughs) with a natural one yeah i'll just kind of look over go back to the group there's um one dying person and one alive person but it doesn't seem that the second person has been affected or corrupted yet is Harold following us? Yes. Harold, do you know this man? I, I don't know anybody here. Right. I say we know it's an asset for later. Probably. Maybe if we need to make an escape, I can use a knock spell, disable his caller, and he's a distraction. But if I do that now, they'll know exactly where we are and that we're out of the room. And I'll go towards the hallway, that phoenix. Okay. I think he was our best option. One quick thing. So the storage room that we entered into, can I push something in front of the hole I created? Yeah, of course. That'll, like, cover yeah. it, but we know There's where like it a, is still. like a food crate that you yeah. can put, put in front of it. Because it's that mostly... way I don't have to worry about the concentration of the spell, because it 
Yeah. I assume since the range is only 60 feet, that applies to it continuing to exist as well. Yeah. If I exit 60 feet, it'll disappear anyway. And it only lasts 10 minutes. We'll probably be longer than that in here. Yeah. So I'll push a crate over in front of it to cover the hole, at least on this side. Right. And that way I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> um, so you push a crate in front of it. It looks to be a wall again. Um, and you, you uh, Lakir, start going down this hallway, correct? Correct. I'm just, I'm kind of like right here. Oh, okay. Because uh, I would have walked here, turned to the group, said this is, I think this is the best way to go. Then I would look down. Can I see Phoenix? Yeah. Down the hallway? Yeah, he comes running back to you. No. No, no. I don't want the group to see him. Oh, it is gotcha. undead. It is monstrosity for Oh, right, so right, So he right, is right. purposely like out of sight for most of the group. I just basically yes. want him to come peer around the corner just to show me if he's all right. Yeah, he peers around the corner. Let's okay. a little mew. And okay. then pops his head back. There's no traps up ahead that I can see. I guess wish me luck. And I'll start going down, and I'll just have my ward covering as much of me as possible with my eyes clenched and just hoping that I don't run into a bomb. Uh, so while Lakir is walking up, I'm going to cast resistance on him as he's, like, leading the way. Uh, roll me a wild magic check. I didn't do one for silent image either. Yeah, you can also do one, too. Okay, but before Danny's goes... Yeah. Before Tess's thing happened. Uh, 15 on the d20. 14. All enemies within a 10-foot radius immediately combust and take 2d6, 2d10 fire damage. <laughs> so we can burst into flames spontaneously, and I get curious about that. <laughs> Tess. So I did natural one, and then I got a 7. You are frightened by the nearest creature... <laughs> This guy seems so resistant. <laughs> I made him too strong. <laughs> For the next minute, you are afraid of Lakir. So you are under the effect of frightened, which means if you get attacked, you make rolls at disadvantage. Okay, I fall back into that corner. Yes, and you can't willingly move towards him. I back up into this corner. Okay. Slowly. I will have just said like thanks casually over my shoulder so I won't see this happening and I will yeah, continue so everyone to else sees you turn and you say thanks and I like yeah. eyes open yeah. start backing up everyone's gonna believe that Lakir is just like corner. this horrible person because of wild magic last time everyone thought you were bad except for Tess this time only Tess saw it I'm gonna like furiously whisper the corner that he's standing in Tess Tess we have to stick together what are you doing I can't. He's, he's too much. I, I walk over to Tess, and for the next 60 seconds, I'm like with all the weight of my body trying to pull strength him checks, towards let's us. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, contested strength check, sure. He's like, I finally. Four. Four? So 17. Tess like grabs you, pulls you back, holds like his finger over your mouth, like, shh. You're like shh, half strangling let me. Him, let him go ahead. It'll be all right. I'm like trying to comfort Hopefully you just now. Die. <laughs> I, I'm like not yelling to the group though because we're trying to be stealthy. Right. So you're trying me to comfort Tess me, just... but now I'm like trying to comfort you. I'm like, shh, it's okay. We're gonna be all right. We just, we just have to wait till he, he's, he's going the other way. Tess, <laughs> roll me a stealth check with disadvantage. Three stealth six. Awesome. So you hear from around the corner. Hello, is somebody there? Do I recognize this voice? Oh, am I there? <laughs> you're, you're there. I like shush him. I'm like, shh, let him go ahead. 
he's just the guy trying to talk. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Imagine being in like isolation for years. The first people you hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, he responds and is like, "I need help. Please help me out of this prison cell. I'll help you once he's gone." I'll look back at us because I assume I can hear yeah. part of this, and I'll just. Give I mean, a casual, I let like, out a little yelp. Head. Like immediately as you make contact with me, look confused and then turn back and take another step down the hallway. Okay, um, yeah. So you don't see anything down the hallway currently, um, but the guy that was talking to you in the prison cell, Tess, is like, "Oh, I didn't know that the warden was here. Uh, I'll be quiet now, but please help." How long? So are we getting close to where I'm done being afraid? Yeah, yeah. At this point, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're done. Yeah, okay. It will be moving so, away as this is happening. I assume. Like, I'll like snap out of it. Let Litzy go from like my stranglehold. Okay, by the time that he is unafraid, I would be moving probably a tile per round. Is my assumption? Okay. So a minute would be ten rounds, which is the length of the hallway. So nice, nice. What I is... would reach the end of the hallway and kind of turn around and be like, ta-da. As you reach the end of the hallway, make me a... <laughs> I thought that would make sense, too. As soon as he stands there, he turns around. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you reach the end of the hallway, you step on uh, the first tile. Uh, it sinks into the floor with a... And then, out of all of the walls in this room, uh, you see a bunch of holes and thick green gas starts filling into the room and, and filling bigger and bigger and bigger and um, filling the entire room with just obscuring green gas and look here I'm going to need you to make me a con save. Okay. 19. 19. Uh, so you are able to kind of hold your breath and not breathe uh, in this gas though your skin starts to burn and your eyes start to burn and like everything about your body starts to just be in this immense pain and you're going to take six points of acid damage. Okay. I will use my ward and just kind of hold it in front of me to keep the gas contained in the room at least for now or at least as contained, uh, away from me. Uh, and yes, as you see, um, the the ward is able to kind of keep it from going down this hallway, though you do see that the gas is spreading to other parts of the prison. When did it, where did it start coming out of? Like uh, It started coming out of the walls. There looks to be one main point on the wall that has like the a safety mechanism switch. It is on the very far corner from where you are. So it's on the north uh, west side, whereas you are on like the southeast side. So really quick, um, Tess and I are quite behind the group. Can we see what's going on? Do we have a sense for what's happening? No, you're in the storage room still, and so you're kind of just I did unaware. release you, so you could probably be yeah, you trying to catch up. No, I, I'm sticking around since that guy is trying to talk to us. Yeah. Anything useful, Torin? Yeah, I do, actually, yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think this is fine. So from where I am, I would imagine, like, you know, kitty corner, I could be, I would be able to see it. Yeah, of course. I mean, because technically it'd be in, like, the square in yeah, front of me. it's in your line of sight. Um, <clears throat> so I can see that, and uh, all we have to do is turn it off, and then it'll turn the gas off, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to 
I'm gonna misty step. Misty step? Poof. And I go right over there. Hey, uh, make me a con save. Natural one? Dang. So you misty step over, um, and you take 17 points of acid damage. Yep, so you misty step all the way to the vent that has, like, the main shutoff switch, uh, in case of emergencies. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'm just gonna turn it off, but I'll also... And we'll roll some wild magic. Okay, this dice is done. (laughs) This dice is done. Two ones in a row. Yep, we're switching it up. One in 400. (laughs) That's... Yeah, 17. I will use my ward to absorb 16 of that. Yeah, awesome. So as Lakir, your ward absorbs most of this damage for you, Torin. Uh, but Torin, as you flip this switch down, all of the alarms shut off and the gas stops coming out of the walls, but there is still gas in the room. 74? Your clothes become dirty and filthy. Until you can change and or clean your clothes, your charisma modifier is reduced by five. The acid the just modifier? like rips through it. Yeah. I have pressed digitation. Yes. I, was, <laughs> I was thinking the same. I was like, Your okay. clothes become like disheveled and nasty from all this acid around you as you misty step. And um, you're standing in front of this vent. Uh, what are you doing? Um, so standing in front of the vent, I've already turned the switch, right? Mm-hmm. So... All the gas getting sucked out. Uh, gas is not getting sucked out. Oh, it's not getting sucked out? Gas is still in. It's just, yeah, no more gases. So the the gas was going to fill the entire prison. Now it is basically secluded to this one room. Okay, okay, okay. That oh. makes sense. So in that case, On I guess... On your next turn, I guess, I'll need you to make me another con save. So turning around, uh, do I see a cell in this room? There right. is a room in this room, but not a cell. Like, there's a door to another room. Okay. I'll, I'll walk over and open the door. Okay. Uh, make me a con save as you do that. What? Three <laughs> natural ones in a row. Three? I'm sorry, your character's dead. I what know. Is that? <laughs> you know that, is, that would be grounds for death in any other but 5e yep. game. Oh, man. But that's okay. It might be grounds for death anyway. We'll see what happens okay, here. See. Opens the so. doors, crumples to the ground. So with a natural one, you take 20 points of acid damage. Hey. What are the odds of that? Three, na- uh, ones three natural row? ones? So 20 times 400 is 8,000. So one in 8,000. Holy. Yeah, you open the door. Um, gas starts pouring in. Are you just walking into this room? I'm just looking into this room. I open the door and I look. You see a note on a bed cot. You close the door behind you and it it's one of those like suctiony doors like with like a deep freeze fridge so that gas doesn't get into it. It's you know, you've entered into the safe space. It's a small like 10 by 15 foot room with just a bed in there. There's some unlocked shackles on the uh, other end of the room laying on where the bed was. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I read the note. Okay. So as you read this note, you see, you only came to this fortress looking for one dad. Two dads would be unfair, now wouldn't it? I tell you what, though. I'll give you cord freely if Litzy can bring me Harold in his place. Signed, Raven. I'm going to take the note with You'll me. take the note? Yeah, okay, uh-huh. and with that, I think that's where we're going to end our session for tonight. My name is Cade. I'm the host and dungeon master of this Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition adventure, and I'm joined here by the players to my left. Mason playing Lakir. Brooklyn playing Litzy. Jameson playing Jack. Danny playing Tess. Caden playing Torin. All right, awesome. Thank you so much for listening. If you like our episodes, go on over to patreon.com forward slash knocked 
and uh, consider supporting our page. It really helps us to be able to promote our show more so that we can get more listeners. And uh, we hope that you remember when life knocks you flat on your back, all you got to do is keep rolling. And we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.